Welcome to Beyond 46. My name is Katie Solomon, and I'm the Executive Director for THON 2021. THON is a student-run philanthropy committed to enhancing the lives of children and families impacted by childhood cancer. Our mission is to provide emotional and financial support, spread awareness, and ensure funding for critical research, all in pursuit of a cure. THON is an organization made up of entirely Penn State students. We have over 16,500 volunteers that are extremely committed to the fight against childhood cancer. We spend all year working together to fundraise and spread awareness and hope that one day we are able to dance in, in celebration of a cure. Our efforts culminate every February in a 46-hour, no-sitting, no-sleeping dance marathon. Due to COVID-19, this year is going to look a little bit different, and that's where this podcast comes in. THON is so much more than just a weekend-long event. It's a hope. It's a feeling of hope, passion, love, family, community, and so much more, no matter what the circumstance is. THON provides light for so many people, especially in the times that they need it the most. This includes our student volunteers when they have late night meetings, our donors and alumni when they're looking for an avenue to give back no matter where they may be, and especially for our families when they find out that their lives may never be the same again. So beyond 46, beyond that 46-hour dance marathon, there is an organization with extreme passion, extreme community, and an extreme eagerness to dance in celebration of a cure someday, very, very soon. This podcast is going to highlight a lot of the different stories, families, experiences, initiatives, projects, and whatever else you can imagine. Um, we're taking input now to, to kind of get some content going, and we're looking forward to sharing Thon's mission with you as we you know, go beyond the weekend and go beyond those 46 hours that our organization is so proud to be able to hold every single year. Our first guest today, to help talk about THON 2020 and our efforts leading up to this point is Executive Director for THON 2020, Regina Dusler. Regina, hi, it's good to see you. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, thanks for thanks for coming on and taking the time to chat about THON. I know it's been a little bit. I'm excited to hear, you know, kind of how your experience went last year, how you've gotten to this point, and, you know, some of your reflections on what wrapped up to be a really crazy year with COVID-19 happening just at the culmination and tipping point of your year as Executive Director. Absolutely. I think first and foremost, we were so blessed to have a year up to the point that we did. THON 2020 was successful. And we were able to help so many families and have so many students have a great experience through THON 2020. But I think what was most important about THON 2020 was that overall our theme was Journey Together. And we really focused on the fact that THON was not just one event. We were not just trying to get to each destination along the way, but it truly was a journey that every single student was able to be on. And I think that really encapsulates how you all for THON 2021 have gotten to this point. I mean, nobody could have expected how the year ended for THON 2020. And graduating from my living room couch was not quite how I pictured it. But I was so blessed. I was a fifth year during my last year. So I had about four and a half years of incredible experiences. And honestly, my experience would not have been a fraction of what it was without THON. So I really don't look at it as that my experience was cut short, but that I had four and a half incredible years. And honestly, that was all thanks to THON. So to this point, I have been living at my parents' home in my childhood bedroom and honestly loving it a lot. It's been nice to see them and spend time with them and my siblings and my brand new dog. But I have loved to see what THON 2021 and Katie and the executive committee have accomplished. You all have been working so hard from day one when we had interviews over Zoom, which is crazy to think about now since that's the norm. But back then in the beginning of April, we were all kind of like, what is going on? But it really has been incredible to see what you guys have accomplished through 
all of the efforts of planning to this point, it's really just inspirational. And I think it's really leading the charge across the whole Penn State campus of how students can still be inspired to get involved. So I am so proud to be an alum, especially a THON alum. Oh, Regina, thank you so much for such kind words and beautiful sentiments about your experience and how we've gotten to this point. It's really, really great to get to the opportunity to catch up and chat. I think it's been a while. And I do want to circle back to, you know, your four and a half years at Penn State. You certainly were able to make an impact. Lots of different organizations and communities here uh, that you were a part of. So I, I want to ask, you know, what in Thon empowered you to want to step up and be a leader? And, and how has that translated to other experiences that you've had, whether here on campus or in, as an alumni? Absolutely. So I was involved as a finance committee member and then a finance captain and then ultimately finance director in 2019. And I was so blessed to have so many incredible leaders over my time as a committee member and as a captain and as a Thon volunteer in general. So many people inspired me to want to give back and to just want to be a better person. Some of my captains and directors were people that I aspire to be and led me down my life path, not just in Thon, but told me what I should major in, told me where I should work, and they really led me. So I was so passionate about giving that experience to other people and being able to be that leader for somebody else. And I think going into THON 2020, I was so excited to see where the organization could go. I knew that it would be the first year of no fundraising that required travel. It would be the first full year on donor drive. And I really saw that as an opportunity for students to really figure out why they were getting involved in THON, not just, you know, to go on these trips on the weekends and raise money, but really why they cared. And that was something that I took to heart. And I made sure, I tried to make sure that every student really understood what they were doing and why they were a part of THON. And I think that was what inspired me in turn. I tried to inspire people to figure out why they were involved. But ultimately, I was the one that was every single day hearing these stories about why people were giving time back to THON. And that ultimately led me to be a better leader and a better person. So I think now being a graduate, I have a world ahead of me and I honestly don't know where I will be in a year from now. We'll see. I don't think anybody really knows, but I ultimately want to give back and find more of those leaders in my life and be that leader to other people. Cause I think that's really important to give back in the community and all of the THON volunteers right now, the executive committee, the captains, committee members, THON chairs, all of the organization members, everybody is giving back their time. And that is something that will last far beyond your years as a Penn State student and as a THON volunteer. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the leaders in THON, the people that help to make this organization what it is are, are truly changing lives of, of everyone around them. doesn't matter what position they're in or, or who they are title-wise. It's really about you know, what time, what time they put in, when they show up and what they're able to share. Some of those stories are just so compelling. And I think the reason why both of us are sitting here today and chatting about Thon on a podcast, it's, it's crazy to, to think that, you know, when we met two years ago that we would end up doing this together, but it just goes to show, I think the relationships and communities that you form through Thon are, are so important and impactful in so many lives. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you for, for kind of sharing that. And I think that that sentiment kind of begs the question, you know, why why do you thought and and what story do you have to tell and how you got to this point you know what inspires you wow that's a really good question and something i think my answer changes to all the time of why i am involved i was involved in thon and i continue to be involved as an alum um i think the four diamonds families that i've met through thon have been absolutely incredible and so inspirational to me Thankfully, my family directly has not been impacted by childhood cancer, and I never really understood, you know, what 
this disease does to people, especially children. You know, you always hear about adults having cancer, but seeing children have cancer, it is absolutely horrific. And to have a really good relationship with these families and to see what they're going through, that inspires me every day. Still to this day, when I'm going through something, I think about the Four Diamonds children and what they go through. So I think that was a big inspiration in my life to continue to get involved in THON throughout my years. And the reason why I THON is, of course, the Four Diamonds families, but ultimately, like you were saying, for the relationships and the people that I've met, I have met some of my best friends that I know I'll have for the rest of my life through THON. And I want to make sure that other people have that experience too, and they're able to meet meet their best friends and have these magical moments. And like you said, THON is all year long and it's not just a weekend. And when Katie and I first met in 2019, the theme that year was Shape the Moment. And we all talked about all year long how THON is made up of these tiny little magical moments. And yes, you see the pictures of THON weekend. And yes, you see the pictures of all the official things happening, but there's so many little things that are happening within THON weekend and within these events and within day-to-day meetings that people are quite literally changing each other's lives and the lives of these Four Diamonds families. And all of that is just from one singular moment. So I think it's worth it to me if I was able to create at least one of those moments that it is worth it that I dedicated my time to THON. And I think I'll continue to do that. I hope so. I'm excited to see what opportunities I have as an alum to give back to THON. And I think everybody who was involved in THON, even if it was 10, 15 years ago, if you're at all compelled to give back to the organization, whether that's creating a donor drive page or starting a fundraiser or even just connecting with your old fellow THON volunteers, I think that feeling of THON, although maybe in four or five years of your time on campus, the feeling of THON will never go away. And I think that's really what's magical about the organization. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And a lot of those stories and connections, I think, also that you've helped to drive. I'm sure there's some probably some listeners tonight that will completely understand and, and have that connection to you as, as their leader um, and then, you know, have been that person for others as well. It's, it's a really cool cycle to go through. Um, so I want to talk about your year a little bit then. THON 2020, Journey Together, um, one of the most incredible THON years we've seen to date. It was electric and exciting. And I think there was a lot of, you know, challenge going into that as we shifted away from a fundraising model that we had gotten extremely comfortable with. So I want to hear your thoughts a little bit about, you know, what really made THON 2020 successful in, from your perspective and how does that community sense of community continue today and how that's going to impact THON as we move forward? Absolutely. Like I said before, I tried to make sure that every volunteer knew why they were doing what they're doing, so much so that the 2020 executive committee theme was inspire every voice. And that's something that not only was the executive committee's mission, but I think really filtered down to all of the volunteers. And something that I witnessed in THON 2020 was that with this change in fundraising, we took a step back and said, okay, why are these volunteers dedicating their time and how can we get them engaged in THON and how can we get people excited about THON as an organization? And in turn, if people are excited about THON, then they will fundraise and then they will raise money for childhood cancer. But first and foremost, it's getting the people involved and getting them to love this organization. And I think that was something that I really tried to focus on every single day and making sure that people felt valued and that people felt that them being involved in THON, they were not just one of the 16,500 volunteers, but they were making an impact. And that really was important for me to focus on every single day. And I think that's, I hope one of the reasons that THON 2020 was really successful was that we weren't just focused on fundraising, but we were focused on the families and engagement and making sure people had a good and worthwhile time. And I think that really 
transfers to THON 2021 because, you know, your executive committee team is the theme is empowered through unity. And now all these people have a reason why they THON. Now it's time to come together and be empowered together and make sure that every single person matters this year. This year, as we've said, is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody is really going to need to come together and not just, you know, sit by themselves and think about why they thawn, but come together with other people and talk about it and talk to others that might not know what thawn is. And I see immense success for thawn 2021 because I know that there's hundreds of thousands of people across the country that know about thawn that are just looking for something good in their day-to-day lives. And I really am confident that thawn could be that thing for them. So I really am so hopeful for the future of thawn. And I know that Katie has been doing an incredible job and her team is doing an incredible job. And all of the volunteers that will participate in THON this year are just so passionate. And despite everything that's going on in the world, they're still finding a pocket of their energy to dedicate to a cause bigger than themselves and to something so selfless. So THON 2021 is going to be incredible. I am so excited to see. And I know that everybody that's involved and that will be involved is super excited to put their best foot forward to make it the best year yet. Oh, you're making me blush. Stop it. (laughs) Before we talk a little bit about this year, which I know we're going to get into, I want to ask, so $11 million, what does that figure represent to you? I mean, beyond just the fact that it is a large sum of money, um, I want to ask from your your point of view, what does that kind of signal in the Thon community? I know I've said it before, but I you just said it. It signals community to me. It signals that there is a group of people, a large group of people that care about a common mission. And everybody who participated in THON last year, every single day, whether that was sending an email or you know tying a ribbon together or making a poster for one of their dancers, all of that, every single action, every single thing that people did to participate in THON led up to that number, $11 million. And we could not have done it without every single person. And to me, that is the power of community. And that is the power of people being passionate about something with alongside other people with similar passions. And I think that's really important because to bring a group of people together, a group of college students to all care about the same thing is not something that you see everywhere. And that's what is so special about THON and why we were able to accomplish that. So it was every single person that was involved, whether they were a student, a donor, a stakeholder, whether that was just two people on the street having a conversation about THON that are spreading our mission further. You never know what impact you will have, even in the smallest moments. So to me, it was a sense of community and it was just so powerful to see that number. And I really think that the momentum from that is what is going to spark success in the future. So I'm so excited to see it. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And one last thing I want to get get from you today is you know, Thon 2020, what was your favorite memory? What was your favorite moment? What sticks uh, out to you as you reflect on your year? There's so many moments. <laughs> and I feel like I've told the same story over and over again, but something that I have two, I guess. So one of the things that's my favorite Thon memory, specifically from Thon Weekend, was seeing the whole Bryce Jordan Center from the very back row just together and they were doing the line dance and I was like wow people actually know the line dance this is crazy (laughs) and everyone was just so happy to be there and there was people doing the dance people hugging on the floor and that was something that was so special to me and I was just so proud to be a part of that Um, and I think my other favorite memory was just meeting the families especially at harvest day when I was able to I was always on finance, so we never really got to interact with the families. So meeting the Four Diamonds families through all of the different 
events and even just through day to day, whether it's on social media or whatever it is, those memories and the little things are, I will take with me for the rest of my life. So I'm so thankful for the time that I've had being involved in THON. And I know that I will continue to be involved and continue to be proud of all of the future THON volunteers because, you know, THON did not happen in a day and THON is not something that happens by accident. And THON as an organization since 1973 has had challenges and has overcome so many different obstacles. And just thinking back, you know, when the location changes of THON from White Building to Rec Hall to the Bryce Jordan Center, people would always think, how are we going to do this from canning to the cancellation of fundraising that requires travel? You Two weeks before the canning announcement was announced, people were thinking, how are we ever going to do this? And now looking back, THON is so successful and resilient. And I know that this year, you know, a month ago, people were thinking, how is THON going to do this? And now you're doing it. And this is what is going to make THON successful. And in a couple months, you're going to look back and just see the success. And that is why this organization is so special, because people come together and work hard and continue to do that. So I'm just so excited for you guys. And I'm so happy to be here talking to you. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what you guys accomplish this year. Oh, thanks so much, Reg. Really does mean a lot to have your support. And I think what you highlighted on that was really special is THON is big, right? We have a lot of volunteers. We have big totals, big information, big everything. But what really does make this organization special is the little moments. It's the connections, the memories, the experiences that make you pause and think deeply and about what you're doing, who you are, who the people around you are. Um, it's so much more than just a total or a weekend. It's really about those connections that we're able to form between the community, whether that be student volunteers, donors, alumni, families, everything we're able to connect uh, really does boil down to those very small interactions. And I think that's kind of really the theme of this podcast, you know, beyond 46, there's a big weekend with a long, long time to be standing. Um, but it is so much more than that. The organization is you know, the times that you're standing aside one another in any situation, not just uh, while you're dancing. So thank you for sharing all of your insight and your wisdom. Um, we really appreciate having you here today. And I think we might want to jump in to talk a little bit about this year as well, if, if that sounds Absolutely, good with you. Absolutely. All yes. right, let's do it. Before we really dive into some conversation about THON 2021, we have an exciting message from our special events director, Brian Seitz. Hi, everyone. My name is Brian Seitz, and I'm the special events director for THON 2021. I'm here to tell you today that the virtual THON 5K powered by PNC registration is now live. The registration fee is free and you can participate anywhere in the world at any time in any place on October 11th. Upon registration, you will get a virtual runner bib and gain access to the THON 5K training plan. In addition to this, you can now order your virtual 5K runner box. Within the runner box, there is a runner buff, a runner bib, a THON baseball hat, this year's 5K shirt, and a reusable water bottle. THON is now also partnered with an app called Charity Miles to track all of your steps and miles during the THON 5K training plan. Through this app, we challenge the THON community to run 25,000 miles around the world to spread THON's mission figuratively and literally. We're hoping that you run with us FTK on October 11th. So THON 2020 wrapped up in February, and then as soon as March hit, Penn State students were actually on spring break when when COVID really hit the United States. And it's crazy to think that we got sent home two weeks after THON for spring break and really never came back to campus. So it feels like there's a pretty big gap in all of our kind of year here. Uh, lots of quarantine and self-isolation. And now that we're starting to connect again, I think we're excited to pick back up where we left off. Not to say that THON hasn't been very busy since April, 
but there's definitely a lot to catch up on, kind of a, a recap of the summer. So let's let's kind of dive into this. Yeah. So Katie, what have you accomplished this summer and what kinds of things should we look forward to for THON 2021? It's a great question. I think at the beginning of the summer, there was a lot of uncertainty as there was, you know, outside of the THON space in terms of what is this next year going to hold for all of us as a collective, as a society? When we came back to THON in April and, and started to bring on the new executive committee, THON chairs, captains, lots of volunteers that were stepping up and doing what no one asked of them to volunteer in a time when they weren't even sure if you know we were ever going to go back to campus, let alone um, have structure in our lives moving forward. So what we really learned over the summer was that no matter what happens as an organization, we're not going to stop. Um, there's been a lot of realization in the fact that we do serve families that are impacted by childhood cancer. And that's something we've always known. But what really struck home for a lot of us is the fact that self-isolation and quarantining and being away from your friends and family sucks. There's no way to, to beat around that bush. But that is the normal for many of our families. Uh, when they are going through active treatment for weeks, months, sometimes even years, they uh, experience the same things that we're currently experiencing. And that has really driven home our mission in ways that I don't think we've ever felt before. We have that shared experience and that empathy for, you know, not to the same degree ever, but we can kind of put ourselves in those shoes of understanding what it's like to be isolated. And I think over the summer, we've focused a lot of our energy kind of similar to your goals from last year and making sure people know what they're fighting for. That that spirit and that energy is going to continue, I think, especially through this year as we kind of are losing a lot of what we're comfortable with. And you know, going beyond your comfort zone is something that is exciting and it's scary, but it's it's a great challenge to have. So I think for this year and wrapping up the summer, we've really just started to connect the dots in terms of what we're able to do, but more so getting back to our roots. THON as an organization, uh, the mission, what we fight for, connecting with the people that we're fighting for has been a really eye-opening experience and something that I think it would have been really easy to just throw in the towel and say, with everything going on, you know, we're not going to continue this year, but cancer hasn't let up. Um, no, no drop in cases there. So we are moving forward as strongly as we possibly can to ensure that the families that we fight for still have someone by their side. Absolutely. And you said earlier that Thon is big and everything about it is big, but you also mentioned that, you know, you have to figure out why you're fighting. So as the leader of this huge organization, you must feel an immense, you know, pressure every day to inspire the community, but what motivates you every morning, especially now, to get up and lead the charge to the new norm of THON 2021? Sure. I think I said this maybe earlier, but in my role, what is so exciting is that things change every day, and that's a good thing. When I wake up in the morning, I don't know what my first communication is going to be from someone in the THON community. It could be that there's a leak in a storage unit. It could be that, you know, a family just celebrated the end of their treatment. It could be, you know, we have issues with our web platform or we have a new project starting. That really keeps me going. I think what we talked about a little bit earlier is the people in this community are unlike anyone or any group that I've ever been a part of before. There are people here who are willing to spend you know, all of their free time just to make sure something as simple as counting envelopes is is accomplished and it, it's completed to the fullest extent. So what really keeps me motivated is the people through and through. Our volunteers who exemplify what it means to lead with selflessness, they challenge me to do and be better 
every morning when I wake up and, and get notifications and I see that there's a lot of exciting and challenging things going on that day. Um, they're the ones that motivate me to to really push forward and, and lead the charge, like you said. And beyond that, I mean, it always does come back to the families. There's a couple that I have in mind um, that I've had experiences with over the years that, you know, we've seen go through treatment, celebrate the end of treatment, go back on treatment, and just the challenges that they've faced always with so much humility and grace. I would, if I could lead half as strong as they have fought cancer, then I would consider that a success, um, especially the families that we've lost along the way. That has been so powerful to be able to keep their memory and their legacy alive that I would be remiss if I didn't keep fighting for them. Absolutely. That really means a lot. And I'm sure the families appreciate all of the effort that you and all the volunteers are putting in too. So you mentioned that, you know, every day there's something new and exciting. Can you tell us about some exciting things that will be happening for THON 2021? I would love to. So Obviously, in a virtual space, there's a lot of challenge that comes with engagement and getting people excited about things. But Brian just gave a little glimpse into our virtual 5K. So the 5K event is typically held every October, and we're sticking to that timeline. But what's really cool about this initiative is that, you know, people can participate from anywhere in the world. You don't have to be in State College, Pennsylvania to run the race with us. You can run from Colorado, Europe, California, kind of all over the the globe. And I know I just gave some super random examples, but um, <laughs> we're super excited to be able to engage people in a way that we haven't before. Mm-hmm. And while it is new and different, it's exciting to see how many people we can get on board with our efforts. Um, we have things like runner boxes where people can get everything shipped to them that they need to really feel part of the THON community and, and part of the so just the race itself. I mean, running, walking, whatever it may be is something so simple, but it does exemplify the strength um, of p- the community that we have at large. Beyond the 5K and other initiatives that we're trying to translate to go virtual, we've been able to kind of take a step back and look at projects and initiatives that have gotten pushed to the wayside in, in years past. The THON year runs roughly from April to February because it's only a few months, a lot of big projects take multiple years to finish or they never get finished at all. So we've taken some time to look at what do we need to overhaul or what do we need to kind of fine tune the details for? So I can't go into too many details about some of those projects, but we're looking at really kind of catching up on things that we've pushed under the rug for the last few years, which I'm really excited to see how that's gonna shape the organization in the future. One initiative in in particular is trying to engage with families who aren't able to come to in-person events. So we've had a couple different outbreaks in the last few years, measles, mumps, bad weather, bad timing. You know, kids have soccer games on the weekends and can't come up to State College to hang out with a bunch of Penn State students. And that's okay. And we've never really figured out how to cater to those audiences. But now that we are kind of pushed into that corner, we're figuring out how to engage with people from around the country, especially our families who aren't usually able to make it to events. So I'm excited to see ultimately, while a lot of things are in the works, um, how this impacts not only this year, but THON for years and decades to come when you know, a family can't come to an event for whatever reason, we know exactly how to handle that because we've had the experiences here due to COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So I think People are probably wondering, you know, a couple weeks ago, THON Weekend was announced that it's officially going to be a virtual event. And I know that things aren't, you know, too public yet, but what are your general feelings about that? And kind of how is the public perception of that? And how did people react to that announcement? Absolutely. That announcement was one of the hardest things that I think this organization has done in a while. 
there was a lot of fear and anxiety going into that, that it was going to be, you know, a, a deal breaker for some people that because there wasn't the 46 hour Thon weekend experience, Thon wasn't going to continue on. And, you know, we went into that day ready to make the announcement with lots of communication plans in place, kind of expecting the worst. And what really made me excited and brought me back to Thon in a very unexpected twist of events, the outpouring of support that we received that day when we made the announcement was quite literally overwhelming. There were people who I've never met before messaging me, and same goes for a lot of other people um, who helped to make that announcement, messaging us, just letting us know, you know, no matter what happens, we're standing with you. And that is the perfect example of why this community is so special and why it does succeed through every single challenge. That announcement was a, a pivotal moment as we tried to figure out what this year will look like. And, you know, I think leading up to that moment, there was a lot of what's going to happen this year and a lot of uncertainty for a lot of different reasons. But once we got to that day and that information was out there, people have really pivoted and been excited and passionate and come up with the most creative ideas that I don't think any of us could have imagined just a few weeks prior. So we are pivoting to a virtual event. And while that is, you know, unlike years past, it does, like I said before, open up the opportunity to get more people involved than usual. People, for whatever reasons, you know, State College is a pretty isolated location. So coming to the Jordan Center that weekend to, to dance with us is not always feasible. So I'm excited to see again how that engagement can reach and also what new things we can do. Thon has been amazing at, get, at doing what we do and getting really comfortable with a lot of initiatives. And this really kind of lets us break break loose for a chance and, and try new things. And we're excited to fail and we're excited to succeed and see what comes out of the next few months of planning. But really... That decision was something that unified this community in ways that no one expected. Absolutely. And I know even for me being home and people knew I w was involved in THON and they would say, oh, Regina, did you hear about the THON weekend announcement? And I would kind of be like, no, what is it? Tell me. And they would just be saying, oh, yeah, well, it's virtual, but we're so excited to see what they can accomplish. And that, those are people who are not even Penn Staters, but just general THON supporters. So I know that you will have tons of support and people excited to participate in whatever the virtual event is. So I'm sure there's a ton of students that just returned to Penn State that are looking to get involved in THON. They know about it. They know it's a staple of being a Penn State student. So can you tell us a little bit about how to get involved in THON? Absolutely. Getting involved in THON has been the best decision I have ever made. It has led me to lifelong friendships, experiences, a career path, and so much more. So I think that that's true for many people currently involved and something that we're prioritizing to ensure that everyone still has that opportunity because you never know where your THON experience will take you. So with that being said, uh, no matter where you are at Penn State University, whether you're at a different Commonwealth campus or you're a grad student, there's always ways to participate. So we have committee member applications coming up on September 8th, and those will be open for about two and a half weeks. You don't need any prior experience or knowledge or information to become a committee member. Really is that jumping off point for people who want to get involved. And then there's also a plethora of student organizations that participate in THON, whether you're part of a club sports team, an academic college club, whatever that really looks like, you probably can get involved with THON through that. So I would be sure to check out um, whatever club you're interested in and see if they have a THON component. And if not, uh, you can start your own organization, which is a really cool opportunity. You're really able to tailor the experience to what you want it, want it to be. And that can be with your friends, your roommates, your classmates. Um, you can really 
do whatever you want to get involved with THON, which is really cool. There's a lot of avenues for opportunity. And if you visit THON.org, there's tons of information there, as well as you can reach out to communications at THON.org. And we would be more than happy to help you get set up with, you know, what might be the best fit for you. But if I had any advice for someone joining THON for the first time, it would be just to have an open mind and go for it. You really don't know what's going to come out of a committee or organization experience and where you might end up in just maybe four and a half short years. Exactly. I agree. Joining a THON committee was one of the best decisions that I've ever made and has opened so many doors for me. So I definitely encourage everyone who's listening to reach out and get involved and find a way to give back in a cause that's so meaningful to so many people. So I know we both just said that getting involved in THON was one of the best decisions that we've ever made. So can you kind of take us through your journey and how you got involved, how you became familiar with THON and how you are where you are today? Certainly. So this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, the people and the little moments that are influences and impact our lives in ways that we never expect. So my sister came to Penn State um, in 2007, so a pretty long time ago, actually, and she danced uh, her senior year of law school, so 2014, here for for a pretty long time. But uh, when I got to come up to visit her, I was a sophomore in high school that year. And I got to go down on the floor. I had no idea what was going on. We had to rush to the Jordan Center because it was about to hit capacity, about to get full and the doors were going to close. And it was like three in the morning. I was like, why Why do I have to get up to go to this arena to see my sister? Like, well, I don't even know what's <laughs> going on. So super confused, super overwhelmed, uh, very young, impressionable. And when I got to the Jordan Center, we went inside, still confused, got to go down the stairs. And people always talk about being on the floor for the first time. And that's something that a lot of THON volunteers can resonate with, what that's like to see the colors, hear the music, see families running around with college students. It just really doesn't make sense until you're there. But when I was that young at such a crazy event, I felt like it was home. I felt like I had a place there and that I was, I belonged. I didn't know anyone except my sister, but the people that were working with her and the people from her organization embraced me like I was one of their own. And that really was the first taste of the Thon community, embracing each other and celebrating one another, no matter you know how familiar you are with someone or not. And from that moment on, I knew that I had to be part of this organization. So I later a few years came to Penn State myself. I got involved on a committee my freshman year, like we said, best choice ever. I got to meet lots of amazing people that I still talk to to this day, some of my best friends that I really would not know who I was without them. And from there, I took a leap to apply to be a captain, so forth and so on, kind of just took on new roles as each year came in and out. Um, And now I, I get to serve as the executive director, which if you had asked me in 2014, if I'd ever be the person that was in this role, I would have been I don't even know where I'm going to college. Um, (laughs) So it's been a crazy experience to say the least from start to finish. And it really does always come back to the people that are here, the influences, the connections, you know, the people that inspire you to wake up every morning and and be better. And I think that without Thon, I I wouldn't be clearly in this seat on this podcast. Um, But I think, again, going back to the journey that we all have, everyone has a story whether it's your sibling went here or your roommate told you to join THON or you just found it by chance on social media. I mean, there's so many really magical little moments that bring people to this organization. And it's also those magical moments that get people to stay. So my experience has been all over the place. It's been crazy. It's been exciting. um, And I wouldn't want to end it any other way than leading an organization during a global pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, well, it's been such a joy and honor and privilege to be a small part of your journey. And I'm just so proud of everything that you have accomplished and will continue to accomplish. So I'm so grateful that we are able to spend this time together. Me as well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, You are one of those people in my life that have gotten me to where we are. So if you ever have someone in your life like that, I'm encouraging you to go say thank you. Tell someone how much you appreciate them. Uh, I don't think we say it often enough and there's always a chance to do so. So if you're listening, go tell someone that has inspired you, you know, how they have and why that's important. So again, thank you, Regina, for everything you've done, not only for Thon, but for me personally. Um, I look up to you greatly and I'm thankful for this time with you as well. So that kind of, I think, wraps up our first episode here. What an exciting time. I like it. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this. The Thon podcast. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. We have lots more to talk about. You know, like we said, Thon's a big organization with big stories and Beyond 46 is going to highlight just those. So stay tuned. Uh, We have more episodes coming throughout the fall and spring semesters, and we're excited to bring you on throughout this journey together. Just as Thon is beyond a 46-hour event, we're more than this podcast as well. For more information about our organization, visit us at thon.org and follow us on all social media to stay informed about new initiatives, events, and projects coming up for the kids. 